Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna. It's the phone-in show with me, Harry Simeon. And uh, this is the show where we give you guys the opportunity to say whatever it is that you want to get off your chest regarding Arsenal Football Club. The forum is yours. Um, You know, I'm not going to talk too much uh, this evening because I've got a sore throat. Apologies for the little bit of feedback there. Um, I am struggling with... What I thought initially was hay fever, but it's actually a cold um, and I'm really, really struggling. But you know what? It doesn't matter because this forum is for you guys and it's your opportunity uh, to say what you guys want regarding Arsenal Football Club. Now, I just want to say a few words before we kick off. Um, Lots of people have been talking um, on social media and I've been involved in quite a few exchanges that have turned into really good debates. And I think I just want to stress the point that You know, whatever your views are on Unai Emery, whatever your views are on the fan base, whatever your views are on certain players, we all want the same thing, don't we? We all want Arsenal to return to the pinnacle of not just English football, but European football. So just bear that in mind when you're having a go at someone, when you're digging someone out on social media, just bear in mind that we all want the same thing. Because unfortunately, I think that's been lost a little bit within our fan base. And it's not a fresh thing. You know, we've known this for a while now. Um, but it's just something that we, I wanted to make a point of because there are so many Arsenal fans out there having a go at each other all the time. Um, we've kicked off an hour later than usual this time around. Um, I know England are currently trailing the Netherlands in that UEFA Nations League semi-final. We'll be keeping you up to date with that, but we couldn't let the show go any later. I'm already delayed it an hour because of the game. Um, but you know what? It looks like England have fucked it up anyway. So uh, I wouldn't be too worried if I was you guys um, about that. Let's get on to the first call of the evening. Uh, Good evening, mate. You're on the Chronicles of Aguna. Name and where are you speaking to us from? It's Colin, bruv, from good old Scotland, man. How you doing, Colin? You are right, mate? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good, man. You know, lots of be... You know, positive about overall. I mean, the less we speak of, you know, last Wednesday, the better. But <laughs> what, what what have you made of, of all the transfer rumours doing the rounds at the moment, Colin? Um, the quoted Jacafee. What is it? Fifty-five million euros or whatever it is. Supposedly, yes. Supposedly, yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's not worth a third of that. <laughs> do, so... do you think, though, what I would say, though, Colin, and, you know, I've been saying this to a few people today. Now, that, that that story came out, didn't it? It's supposedly his cousin that's confirmed it. And it does say that, um, you know, Inter would need to pay 55 million euros, whatever it is, to get him out of Arsenal. But do you think Inter would actually pay that? If they want the player that badly, I think they will. Do you think they want him that badly, though? I don't know. I don't know. It depends on what Conte wants to achieve at Inter. Like, that's the main kind of stumbling point there. If Conte wants him, then they will pay it. Because if they don't, then it would be foolish of them to just turn around and say no to a player that Conte has requested he wanted. Yep, fair point. So if Conte wants him, I think Inter will get him. 
whether he actually wants them or not is another question. But to be fair to Jaka, I think Syria would suit because it's you know this area. I don't have to tell you this. You get more time on the ball. Yep. It's a slower league, and Jaka will thrive in that environment. And I know you know this as well. Inter have not been great the last the last year. Yep, absolutely right. In fact, both Milan sides have been poor, but. I mean, fifty-five million. I've, I reckon if we get that for him, I think we've done exceptionally well there. Yeah, I mean that would be a great, a great sell, and it would boost us, of course, in the transfer market with what we'd be able to spend. Now, my only issue is, and you know, I know a lot of people don't like Granit Xhaka, and I defended him for most of the season, but even I can say that you know, fifty-five million euros is a hell of a lot of money to get for Granit Xhaka. And so I'd be, of course, very tempted to get him out the door. But what I will say is this, Colin, do you not think that, you know, we looked at the midfield and that's probably one of the areas where we probably don't need to strengthen as much. You'd probably say we need to strengthen on the flanks and in the defence as a more urgent matter. So would you feel that losing Jacker would kind of set us back in that in that stead? See, Harry, this is where me and you differ a little bit. <laughs> but here's the thing, right? I'm not going to... I'm not going to go in on you that, like I've seen some people do this week. I'm actually going to come at it in a, a, from a constructed standpoint, okay? Granite Jaka has made more mistakes leading to a goal than any other player at Arsenal. Fact. Yep. Right? Now, when you look at our midfield, Right, the majority of the time it's been Jaka and Torreira, right? And people want to tell me that Jaka has had a better season than Torreira. Horseshit, right? The reason I say that is because Torreira has allowed Jaka to do what he does by covering for his errors. You notice how last season Jaka was played in a DM position. That's not his role. That will never be his role. He's not that player. Torreira has been that player for us and while he's dipped off a little bit Torreira has been consistent for the majority of the season in his performances whereas Granit Xhaka has about two three four games at a push where he's outstanding and then the next five he's absolute wank <laughs> I, I, I totally get where you're coming from I just feel like and, and I've said this over and over again. I don't think Xhaka is a world beater. I don't think he's good enough ultimately. But I think there are more urgent areas that we need to address in the team. That's kind of my, my point on that. Yeah, uh, I, I get I get that, Harry. I do. My argument to that would be we do need a midfield partner for Torreira as well. Okay. Like, I don't think... You're right in what you say, that there's more pressing matters that we have to attend to. But that's not to say that the midfield doesn't need addressing, because it does. However, I don't think that Dennis Pryor is the answer. Okay. Because I've watched him for Sampdoria the last two years. He hasn't got into double figures in terms of goals. He hasn't got into double figures in terms of assists. Yep. If anything... He's okay. I'm not saying he's bad. It's just 
there's better out there, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but is 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 there better calling within our price budget? That would be well, sort of my challenge to that. Nicolo Barella from Calgary, maybe. Okay, interesting shout. Yeah, I mean, he's more or less an all-rounder, whereas Ramsey was one-dimensional. He would sort of solve that problem because he can do what Ramsey does, but he can also do other things as well. So maybe, because I know we were looking at him before. So like we've sent scouts to Kagalari games. So it's a known fact that we are looking at him. Whether or not we get him is another issue. But as far as centre-backs go, I like the rumours of Joachim Anderson. I like him a lot. He's very good positionally. He's very decisive on the ball, which I'm not entirely sure any of our defenders are. Yep. Which it just says a lot how bad that is about our defence, doesn't it? Like none of them are decisive on the ball at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, can't, can't argue with that. Can't argue with that at all. Oh Jesus! What about just just um, finally, Colin? What what about? Your thoughts on Aubameyang? People are talking about selling him, shipping him out. What would you say to those people? Are you in agreement if it boosts the transfer kitty a great deal or, or would you like to see him kept? Absolute nonsense. Absolute nonsense. He's our top goal scorer. You don't sell him. Like, no, no. Because, it, okay, let's, let's, I'll, I'll entertain this for a little bit, right? Let's see if we sell him, right? You have to replace his goals in the team on top of what needs replacing already. Yep. So is that smart? My head would say no. No. If anything, there's one specific player that we should be looking to sell to China, and I think we both know who I'm talking about. The waste of space that is our number 10. Wow, big statement, Colin. Big statement. <laughs> do you know? What, do you know what, Harry? I'm not even trolling. Like, I'm, I'm not. I'm not even trolling. That's how I feel regarding Mesut Ozil. No, but and, I, I and just... you're not the only one, Colin. Lots of people feel that way, and and it's a justified, you know, opinion to have. I, I personally am kind of. I was team Mesut Ozil for the entire season. I felt that early on in the season, we missed him when him and Emery were in this stupid little battle between themselves and he was being left out of the side and there were games we couldn't break teams down and I thought that was unnecessary but as the second half of the season unfolded it's hard not to you know not to understand where you guys are coming from that want him out I totally get it and I'm kind of on the fence now yeah the thing is all right right this is where this is where it puts it all in perspective right Meza Ozil this season has been dire right Alex Awobi, an academy kid, has outperformed him. Nine assists, four goals for Awobi. How many goals has Ozil got? How many goals has this, how many assists has he got? Do you know what? It's so little, I can't even remember the number. That's how little it is. Makes two of us. <laughs> like, I, 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 I don't even have it to hand. And even if I did have it to hand, I probably wouldn't care. Because... The problem, it's going to cost, I think, yeah, because I read something the other week that if we kept Mesut Ozil for the next two seasons, 
which would lead to his contract running out. That would cost us about 30 million, give or take. I can't remember the exact amount, but it's round about that. Yeah. And I'm just thinking to myself, well, instead of doing that, why don't we just offload him and use that for other areas? Like it's an unnecessary it's an unnecessary purchase that we're dealing with. And okay. I think it's and I think it's telling that our ex-manager has come out and said that he regrets how quickly Arsenal folded in that situation. Yeah. That says a lot. Right. And don't get me wrong, I put much of what's happened at this club over the last couple so years down to him and Ivan Gazidis. But if he's saying that, you know there's a problem. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Colin, I'm going to have to leave it there because I've got to move on to the next call. But um, do you want to just tell the listeners uh, what you're going to be doing on the same old Arsenal podcast? Brilliant to oh, have you on yeah. board. I look forward to to talking with you more um, on another show too. But let the listeners know what you're going to be doing next season well, and how they can find it. Well, in case you lads haven't realised it by now, much Arsenal is back in full effect. Brilliant. You know, slicing things in the only way that I can do. So look forward to that. But as far as the same old Arsenal gig, what I'm going to be doing is a Premier League predictions show once a week. Now, I don't know if it's going to be live or pre-recorded. I haven't made up my mind yet. But either way, we're going to be doing predictions for all the game weeks that happen over the course of the season. And it's something for the subscribers, the listeners to just get involved with and share their predictions as well. Nothing's at stake or anything. It's just a bit of fun that you guys can get involved in and, you know, have a little bit of discussion here and there. I will get things wrong. I've got no doubt in my mind. I will get things wrong. Like, because it's me here. Like, I'm still going to have to think about what I'm going to do with Spurs games, like whether to go <laughs> in the head or my heart, I don't know. Always go with the heart, Colin. Always go with the heart, mate. Uh, <laughs> I might have to have a shower afterwards. <laughs> Good Lord. Lovely. Colin, it's been yeah, an absolute it's, it's pleasure, gonna be, It's It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a fun time. And do you know what? I'm happy to be a part of the same old Arsenal family as well. Like, yourself included, Harry. I mean, like, it, truthfully... It's actually a blessing to know that my opinion is valued so much. Like, I didn't realise how valued it was until this week, to be honest. But it's always nice to know. Good stuff. And and we're pleased to have you on board, mate, as well. And uh, I'm going to let you go, and I'll speak to you very soon, mate. Indeed you will, Harry. Talk to you soon. Take care. That was Colin. Right, England have conceded a third... um, out in Portugal. Quincy promised with the third goal, ultimately killing off England's hopes of reaching the UEFA Nations League final. If you want to talk about that game tonight too, uh, we're open to do so. This is your forum. You can talk about whatever you want. A big hello to everybody in the live chat at the moment, to everybody watching live on YouTube, and of course to those listening back to the podcast edition later on. If you want to support the podcast, 
via the super chat feature you can you don't have to though it is a uh, it is you know uh if you wish it's not uh, compulsory or anything like that um i wouldn't ever ask people to do something like that unless they wanted to right let's dial up our next caller um here we go This is the vote of not getting an answer on that one. We're going to move on, guys. If I call you and I can't get through, I will have to move on because we've got a load of calls lined up this evening and I've got to get through them all before we finish this evening. I always say um, that I will make sure that I do get through to everyone. So I want to keep my word, which means if I don't get through, sorry, guys, I've got to move on. Let's move on to the next number uh, that we've got here on the list. Hello. Good evening, mate. You're on the Chronicles of Aguna. What's your name and where are you speaking to us from? Um, Aaron, I'm calling from Hackney. Aaron, welcome to the show, mate. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Thanks. All good. All good. Um, Aaron, what do you want to say on the Arsenal, mate, or, or on England? The forum is yours, uh, mate. Go for it. I was just talking about Arsenal and um, I wanted to compare us to, to Liverpool. So um, I've been speaking to a lot of Arsenal fans. And I'm more inclined to sell Aubameyang more than I ever am. Okay. Because I just feel that we have to follow Liverpool's model to a certain extent in terms of selling some of our stars to overhaul the whole spot. And I think if this um, bid from China is is to be believed, 80 million can go some way to doing that. Um, if we had got into the Champions League, I wouldn't be so adamant on selling him but I think the fact that we haven't I think that Lacazette on his own maybe paired with another striker is good enough to to get us into the latter stages of this tournament okay. um, as we saw pr previously like last season we got to the semi-finals with just Lacazette um, and unfortunately unfortunately was beaten by um, Atletico Madrid so I just thought for me that Aubameyang is 29 now going to be 30 soon um, that that kind of offer won't come around often for him. I think this is probably the last season that that offer will be made for him. And I think that goes some way into overall in our squad. I don't think we're going to get much money from our owners. Here's my here's my question to you, Aaron. I, I can I've been kind of you know at first I was like no way can't sell a Bamiyang top scorer etc. But when you think about the fact that we may not have much money this summer. If a bid like that did come in, you'd have to think about it, wouldn't you? But my of question course. to you is, would you trust the club to then reinvest all of that money back into the playing stuff? That is a, that is um, another quick, uh, thing that I would have said. Is that I think that if we do make that kind of sell, it has to be on the proviso that all of that money is reinvested into the squad. So if we get rid of Bamiang, if we get rid of um, Jaka, Mustafi, all the uh players that are being touted um that money then has to be reinvested um we're clearly not going to get money just from the owner's pockets so at least let it be from the players that we've sold um liverpool have done that model very well coutinho suarez they can use that money to go and get uh Virgil van dyke and allison that have now just won them the champions league 
you know what I'm saying? That that model has to be looked at by Arsenal because we don't have bundles of money like Man City's, like Man United's, like Chelsea that have rich owners that will just give them the money. Whoever they want, they can go and get them. We don't have that, unfortunately. So we have to be a bit shrewd in, in our business. Would you, would you say that Jurgen Klopp is a better manager than Unai Emery, though? Can Unai Emery do what Jurgen Klopp's done? I, I think it's too early to judge Emery. I think... Um, in Jurgen Klopp's first season, he didn't do too well. Um, he's had time, he's had money, um, and those are the things that Emery hasn't had yet. I think there was, there's been slight improvements from last season under Wenger um, that I've seen this season under Emery. Um, so, but I'd just like to, him to be trusted, given time, given money, um, given the resources to implement his own plans for the club. Um, I think fans that are jumping at it right now saying, get him out, he's not the right man for the club, are being very negative. And that was the kind of vibe that we was getting from Wenger under his last couple of years. I'm one of those fans that doesn't think he's the right man. Uh, (laughs) But, and and like like I said, right at the very top of the show, it's absolutely fine for people to disagree. At the end of the day, uh, you know, and I said this right at the top of the podcast, for me, we all want the same thing. We all want Arsenal to return to the top of English and European football again. We just maybe perhaps see a different route in getting there, but the destination is the same. And for of me, course. you know, with Emery, I I guess I, I, without going over things that I've said in previous shows, I kind of want to make the point that I accept that there has been some progress, but has it been enough? Not for me. And, and the reason for that is because I feel like you need to not just look at, you know, people at the start of the season will go in, right, as long as we improve, as long as we finish fifth, for example, instead of sixth, then that's good enough. But the way the Premier League season went, the way, you know, it opened up for us to get into the top four and we went to the Europa League final to then miss out for me is disappointing. And you've got to see that as failure, in my opinion. But I mean... That's just my opinion, and and it is always opinion, isn't it? At the end of the day, uh, yeah, of course it is, of course it is. And, I, and to be honest, I see it as failure because I had no expectations of Emery this season. This was uh, a gimme season. Um, so when he came in, I said, if we finish sixth, even if we finish seventh, I wouldn't be too disappointed. But as you said, the way the season panned out, um, it was in our hands, and I think what I believe he done is concentrated solely on the Europa even though the league route was in our hands and that was to his detriment. Yeah. But also what I want to say is that he wasn't given the tools in order to do a job that with the squad that went left. And that is, that is what it boils down to for me. If he had, if he had been given money, if he had been heavily backed, I would be totally on your side. And because he, I would have seen this as a failure, but the fact that he wasn't, for me, Wenger couldn't do this. And he was with these players for X amount of years. 22 years he was at our club. He's brought most, he brought all of these players in and he brought some of them through the academy and whatnot. And he couldn't get get um, get the best out of them. So now we've given it to Emery in one season and we're expecting miracles. I don't think as fans we should be expecting those miracles. I understand what you're saying and that we failed, but... For me, that I'm looking at it holistically. If he gets rid of Xhaka, if he gets rid of Ozil, if he gets rid of Mustafi, 
this transfer window, I'm seeing that as a great improvement because he's identifying the weaknesses and the players that he thought he can't work with and getting rid of them at his first opportunity. How many times under Wenger have we seen players that have been bog standard, but yet Wenger would keep them? Wenger was renewing contracts with Wilshire. He was renewing contracts with Diaby. He was renewing contracts with Riziki. Some of these players wasn't playing for ages. But yet his mentality was allowing them to stay at the club. Emery doesn't have that same mentality. And so for me, he's changing Arsenal. He's changing the ethos around Arsenal. Great points, mate. Great points. And you're a first-time caller, right? Yes, first-time caller. Brilliant. Love to have you back soon again, mate. And uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. Thanks very much. And you too, mate. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Some great points there. Let's move on uh, to the next caller. We're going international with this one. Hello. Hi, mate. Uh, introduce yourself Hi. and tell us where we're speaking to you from. Uh, my name is Salah. I'm speaking from Doha, Qatar. Welcome, mate. Uh, welcome, mate. What time is it over there? Uh, it's 12, around 12, 20, 12.30. Oh, okay. I thought it had been later. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's not too late for you. What do you want to say on the Arsenal, mate? Oh, well, where can I start? You can just throw anything at me. From uh, there. What, are your, what are your thoughts on um, on the uh, rumours that Granite Xhaka may be sold to Inter? I'm um, definitely for it. Definitely, definitely. I was just discussing actually with my friend the other day about Xhaka and I was telling him that if we want to move forward as a club and hopefully win the league in two seasons, Xhaka cannot be in the starting eleven. There is no way. There is no team in the league. That is aiming to win it can have Shaka as a starting playing the starting eleven. It's not possible. But so so and so if you sell him, who do you get yeah. to replace him? Honestly, the rumors of fifty-five million for Shaka, I don't believe. It. I don't believe any team will pay fifty-five million for Shaka. If we can get thirty-five million and from there go buy a midfielder that can see. Uh, for me, the problem is that. If we're going to continue with Torreira as a pivot, we need someone that has a combination of Shaka's skill and Ramsey's goal scoring ability. So, if, because in PSG, I used to watch Emery play the 4 2 3 1. So, I think that's the way we're going to be going next season. With, instead of playing two strikers, we're going to be playing the one striker. And I feel that if Shaka leaves this summer, hopefully, he can sign Ramsey and the skill of. Shaka, because no matter what we say about Shaka, there there is ability there. It's just not consistent. Yeah, that's I, his main I problem. I agree with that. I think he's got a great passing range. I think he's got one hell of a shot on him. Yeah. Um, but I think he he has lapses in concentration, which really exactly, pissed yeah. me off. And I was watching the Switzerland so did, game. So did you watch him? Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. I was just going to say, did you watch the game yesterday? I did, and it's really disappointing, isn't it? Because he gets the ball, and you're thinking to yourself. You know, you're chasing a goal, just launch it up the park. And he seems to dwell on the ball. And it's as if he doesn't know yeah. what he wants to do. And that moment of indecisiveness leads to Portugal getting the ball and ultimately going and killing the game. And that is the kind of error that we see too often with Xhaka. Just when he switches off and players, you know, get in, the, in, in behind him, etc. How many times have we seen him chasing players back and then he, he stops making the run? Yeah, exactly. Honestly, I feel like he, this is not the league for him. Yeah. Because I remember when he came from Germany, he was in the team of the season, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm correct. He was in team of the season before he joined Arsenal. 
Yeah. Or he was best player in his, in his team. So there's a difference between the leagues in the speed of the play. So definitely, I believe that. We, we've got some comments. We want to move forward. We've got some comments coming through regarding Shaka. Uh, Nimsy Lot says, I would take 55 pence for Shaka. He needs to be gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My friend, the, the next question I wanted to ask you, you said you're calling from uh, Qatar. Um, what sort yeah. of influence does somebody like Mesut Ozil have over there? Because I keep banging on about the fact that he is so important commercially, particularly in, in those sort of countries. What's the Middle East? Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, what is the, you know, the feeling when someone like Ozil comes to town? There is a lot of uh, sort of buzz around that, isn't there? Hype, yeah. There's a big, there's a huge hype when he comes to this part of the world. Why do you think and, that is? Uh, how would I say? Because I feel, because uh, how would I say? He's the he's the closest thing they have. Because like right now they have Mohamed Salah in the Premier League. Yeah. So the Middle East. Most of the Middle East never had someone who can represent them in the in the Premier League, and now all of a sudden they have Salah in Liverpool. They have Ozil, so it's like coach. It's a culture thing, and yep. I also think the his religion plays a big part in it. Yep, I agree with that. I think it's a huge, huge part of it. Um, what do you think of uh, Unai Emery so far? Well, uh, um. I always have arguments with my friends every day about Embry. I'm, I'm for, I'm, I'm, I'm more for him giving him a year to stay until the next summer. Then we can decide where we want to go for, as a team. But now, if I'd rate his season, I'll give it a six out of ten. Because, and I've, heard, I've been watching, I've been listening to your podcast season this past season, and I know your arguments towards Embry. They don't believe as, as Arsenal, we should be moving on with Embry, and that we should. Get rid of him this summer Thanks and for change him as quick way. as possible. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but my point will be is that you you mentioned Klopp and Guardiola in their first seasons that even though they couldn't achieve much, but they had you could see the style of playing, you can see what they were trying to build. Yes, going forward, I'd say with Emery to back him up, I'd say that he's unlike Liverpool and unlike City, he's coming over and taking over from a man who's been in charge for twenty two years, and it's not just a man who's been in charge of. The, the team on the pitch. He's been in charge of the club from top to bottom. So he has a huge change, a huge battle in front of him that he has to fight to change the mentality, the style of play, the kind of players that we buy. So I honestly feel it's not fair that people are calling him for him to go right now. I, I feel think, like... I think what you're saying is is absolutely right. But I think for me, what my problem is, is that it's not so, it's not particularly that I don't like Unai Emery. Like, I don't like him as a, yeah, yeah, a manager. For, sure. know, yeah, yeah. It, it, for me, it's more in the sense of I think that this job is huge. Whoever took it after Arsene Wenger was always going to have the biggest job on their hands. And I feel that someone a little bit more um, authoritative, someone, and I wanted Carlo Ancelotti because I thought he would be the type of manager that will come in and take no shit from the club and be like, this is going to be yeah. my way or no way. And kind of put their backs against the wall. And because of the status that someone like that carries, the club would kind of feel that they needed to to back him. Whereas Emery just to feels, back him at, at, to me, like somebody who the job is big, the club is bigger than him. So he will, uh, you know, he will be a yes man. And that that's kind of my problem. Okay. Do you, do you think that if we, if we appointed Allegri last summer, we would have got Champions League this season? Personally, yeah. 
I would say, yeah, but of course, these things are always hypothetical because, you know, it's very difficult mm. to say yes or no definitively. But no, I do believe that because I feel like at times, you know, on the one hand, Emery's tinkering has helped, but on the other hand, it's also hindered us as well. So it, it's really difficult to say. But don't, but don't you think, don't you think that the only reason that he's been switching around during the season was that he hasn't trusted the players, especially the defence? Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. But for me, you, you've got to pick away and stick with it. And, and and he hasn't done that. I mean, Salah, thank you so much for joining me. Um, I've got to move thank on because I've got a load of calls waiting. But thank you so much. Thank Emma. you very much. Nice to speak to you. Thank, thank you, you, mate. And appreciate your support. All the best. Bye. That was Salah calling from Qatar. Wow. Um, we're going international tonight. I want to say a big thanks to Simpy in the chat for his donation uh, via the Super Chat feature. Thank you so much for that. Big hello to everybody in the live chat. Uh, apologies. Um, I don't know if I've said that yet. I'm sure I have, but probably not enough times, not as many times as I should, because as I always say, without you guys, this podcast is nothing. Let's move on to our next caller of the evening. Hello. Good evening. You're on the Chronicles of Aguna. Introduce yourself, mate, and where are you contacting us from? Oh, Harry, it's uh, Seven. I'm calling from Worthing. How you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, yeah, good. Good, good. What do you want to say? What do you want to say? Oh, so many things, so many things. <laughs> so um, many things, so little time. <laughs> <laughs> this week, I put a, a, a post out on a forum, and uh, it didn't get a very good response. Welcome oh, to my world, oh, mate. Man. I get abuse every day. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. See, see, I've listened to you all season. And third part, because you had the same thoughts as me, but I didn't want to see him. And I put, I put a post out. I'm not, not asking for Emre's head. Just basically, it was on an Arsenal uh, Facebook page. Just saying, basically, um, I feel like we're going to be treading water next season. Um, and... One of my worries is that even if we did manage to creep into the Champions League, that he'll get in there and then we'll stick with him again for getting in there. Do you know what I mean? And I don't feel like he's good enough. Yeah, I mean, again, look, I mean, if he gets it right next season and, you know, I'll, I'll be the first to put my hands up and say I was wrong. Um, you know, we've got a comment in the chat box now from Brandon who says, Harry, if Emery wins a trophy, are you allowed to celebrate since you wanted him sacked? Of course, I'm allowed to celebrate because I'm an Arsenal fan. I'm not an Unai Emery fan. And yeah. I don't know why people don't get that. They don't realise that just because you have doubts and you question a manager doesn't mean that you don't want them to succeed. And yeah. At the end of the day, you know, these same people who stood on the terraces week in, week out and absolutely abused our greatest manager that this club has ever had yeah. are now getting on the high horse and saying you can't criticise Emery. I mean, it drives me mad. Yeah, I mean, Wendy's been there since I was 12 and I would never have had a bad word said about him. And in the end, I kind of felt like for five years I was watching repetitive football where he refused to change. And going into last season, I was so excited because I felt like we were going to finally have like this this base to build from something some solidarity at the back. So you know what I mean, like. And I didn't see anything of what I wanted to see. Honestly, I struggled to put an argument forward as to what he actually made better. And I don't want to believe that, but I feel like we were kind of conned as well because we were told he was 
you know, he had a plan for all the players. I didn't see that. I feel like right at the end of the season, great point. He said great it. point. And right at the end of the season, he made a comment. I think it was after the Europa League final, and he said, "Oh, we'll, we'll continue to promote you." I feel like one that he's teeing everybody up to. That's where we're going, with, especially with Freddie Lundberg coming into the team, which I don't mind. I want that to happen because it can't be any worse. And I feel like the youth want it more. But let's be fair. Name one youth player that he brought through last year. He didn't even give him a chance. You're right. Season. He didn't give anybody a chance. So exactly. So you know that as well. He's kind of being sold a lie. And the thing, the biggest thing for me was I did loads of reading on him. Like I, I, I'm Arsenal mad, twenty four seven, and I, I heard all these things, and he, he, he analyses data and everything. And <laughs> he's getting it wrong. He's watching the wrong videos because, you know, if you ask most Arsenal fans, they all want the same ten to twelve players out of the team. Yep, no, so, you're right. You're right. And I know it can't be changed overnight. I'm not silly. Like I know it can't be changed overnight, and I feel like yeah, you have to give him one more season. But I do feel like we could potentially be going towards Christmas with a battle between him and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer to who gets the back first. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. I mean, I, I, I mean, moving away from Unai Emery for a minute, because, you know, I, my points on him, I've been making them all season, as you know. If you yeah. listen to the podcast, you'll know that this okay. is not knee-jerk reaction from me. No. This is not something that I've just decided because we lost the Europa League final. I've been no, asking... I know, I know you, put an, you put an episode out where you said you've got abuse from people and I got the same thing this week. And I never once actually asked for his head. And, 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 and that's and the thing, mate. they all jumped on me. Exactly. They all jumped on me. And that's the thing, mate. I wouldn't be... Like, I say that I'd probably go with someone else now, but I'm not going to be outraged if he's there next season. I exactly, get it. Yeah. You know, I get it. I get yeah. why they'd want to give him another year. It's just my personal opinion. Like I said at the beginning, again, we all want to get to the same place. It's just we all yeah. see a different route. Yeah, now. we all want the same thing, but the fans, are, I feel like the fans are divided. And Like, I had, I had two particular people, and they came at me, and they were like, you're everything that's wrong with the club, you're fickle, you want us to be Chelsea, and swearing at me. And I said, not at one point have I asked for him to be sacked, and not at one point have I asked for this club to spend two hundred million because I don't actually think spending the money is the answer. But when I put it to him, I said, "All right, then, tell me what he's improved because surely the basics had to be improving that defence. Yeah, that, that should have been the remit." You've, like you always say on all your podcasts, you say he brought in five defensive-minded players. Our defence got worse. Yeah, we lost Holding and Bellerin, but let's be fair, we weren't defending right even when they were in the team. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I just think, I don't, I don't know, like Hassan Hull, yeah, he's gone to a team that's terrible and they were near destined for relegation, yet he made them strong. They beat us. Brendan Rodgers, he went to a team that was suffering mid-table. He made them strong, organised. They beat us. So there are managers out there that can motivate Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. And just finally, mate, um, before we move on, what, what, what are your thoughts on the transfer rumours so far? Have any of them excited you? Um, would you sell Aubameyang? Would you sell Xhaka, definitely. like people are talking about? Yeah, definitely would sell Aubameyang. I know, I know that's crazy. And I, and I talked to the, uh, other fans and stuff. And I, I've been saying about Aubameyang for a while. I don't think he actually... It sounds so stupid because I know he's a golden boot winner, but I feel like we need to reorganise and have wingers that attack from the wings but also help back and I feel like we need one you know we need to we need to make some money on him now while we still can 
Uh, I've been reading, obviously, about Mounier. I, I, I kind of, again, I kind of hope that that is just a rumour because I don't feel like we need to be going for those type of players. Yeah. I'd rather pull a, a right-back from um, someone that's coming up, maybe Norwich or something like that, someone cheap. Because okay. we're going. Munier is not only going to be twenty two, twenty four million, but he's going to be on a high wage. Yeah, he's a good, but he's falling out of favour with PSG. But how yep. good can he be? Exactly. You know, but exactly. um, yeah, I, I, I see we've been linked with like I think it's Salubu or and Bukentano. I, I like the sound of them, young sort of prospects. That's what we need to do now. Is try and try and pick players that uh, no one really knows about. That we, we need to become a sort of buy and sell go again to rebuild what we've because it's been so poorly managed so I don't even really believe that it's all been the Cronkies and that I know that won't be a favourable opinion but I feel like really the problem with the club is how bad we managed it's been in the last five years yep that, I agree with that I agree with that they are kind of to blame and, and I think their biggest crime is the fact that they're so absent not that they haven't invested yeah. it's that they're yeah. so absent and they're so you know like carefree about the club that's my problem with them more so yeah. than the money um but mate thank you so much for coming on thank you for listening to the podcast as well really really appreciate it and no, i love it love doing this show because i get to talk to all you guys and yeah. uh thanks for your support mate i hope you'll be on again soon definitely right. mate anytime anytime you're always right, welcome cheers, Harry. take care mate all the best nice bud cheers bud bye brilliant another brilliant call guys big thank you to all of you watching in the chat right now uh i'll be getting through some of your comments a little bit later on towards the end of the show we've got a lot of calls to get through again this evening um let's hit up the next one uh here we go and uh, i'm gonna start talking to some people as well about the freddie lundberg thing because he is now of course joining the first team big news Let's uh, dial up this uh, next person. Good evening, Hello. mate. Evening, mate. You're on the Chronicles of Aguna. What's your name and uh, where are you talking to us from? Hi, mate. My name's Sam and I'm from Colchester. How you doing, mate? Welcome to the show. Good to, uh, good to be on, mate. Just watched that England car crash towards the end. That was entertaining. <laughs> Did you expect anything else? <laughs> uh, to be honest, no. Once you start giving the ball away outside your own penalty box, you're asking for trouble. Risky yeah. football, wasn't it? Risky football. Uh, <laughs> what do you want to say tonight, mate? The the forum is yours. Um, just wanted to talk about. Uh, I've I'd listened to the few callers before, and I, I I agree about Emery that I think he um should have another year. I think he's. I th I, th I don't think we have the structure for him to succeed. I think is the main thing. I think you know Cronky wasn't even at the Europa League final last week. Speaks volumes. Uh, about his care whilst you know when his LA Rams were in the Super Bowl he was there um, so that says a lot about him we've got uh, Edu coming in as um, director of football um, I don't know if that's not even been officially re uh, revealed it's yet it's not been not, revealed not, yet um, but I exactly. did I, I did read some comments today mate from uh, someone from ESPN who said what Edu's going to Arsenal my condolences. So, oh, <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't read well, does it? From a Brazilian uh, football writer. No. What, what, um, I mean, I ahead. mean, he was involved in the Brazilian national setup, and they haven't been great recently, have they? I suppose so. Uh, as that as well. What do you um, make of uh, What do you make of Freddie Lundberg joining the first team staff and Steve Bold swapping roles with him ultimately? 
Uh, well, on a personal level, I absolutely adore Freddie. Uh, obviously, club legend, um, as is Steve Bold. But I, ca- I can't quite understand what Steve Bold has actually done since he's been there. Uh, I mean, he, he seems to have come and Arsenal have regressed at the same time. So I'm, I'm sure it's not entirely to do with his methods, but I can't quite, as a you know, esteemed centre-back himself, I'm not quite sure what he's done to the defence. I'm, I'm not understanding his how much he influences the side in training or anything like that. Jumberg's obviously led the youngsters this year. I'd love for some youngsters to come through. But as the last caller said, Emery hasn't really given any opportunities this year. Like, and Ketia's sat on the bench um, in the Europa League final when we need a goal and he brings on the centre midfielder, um, which I was quite surprised by. Um, thought he would have started more league games towards the end as well. Um, the Kaya Saka disappeared after seemingly coming onto the scene at the start of the season. Um, and I'm a bit worried Reese Nelson's going to leave as well. So I, I think the structure at Arsenal was just a complete shambles, to be honest. Um, and I think Emery, does it, he doesn't even have the money to try and sort it out. I think the first off, we need to ship out players, I think is the only way we're going to start restructuring Arsenal. Uh, and like the other guys have said, I think every fan could list about eight to ten players that we want to get rid of as yeah, well. That's a, that's a worry, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. The, the the weird thing is, is that can you realistically see Arsenal getting rid of eight to ten players from that first team squad? Probably not, because we can't so replace them. That's the problem. That exactly. We don't. You know, the, the prices are a premium these days. I mean, you're thinking of. Uh, I saw earlier it was 50 million euros for the Sampdoria pair of Pratt and uh, Anderson. And I'm not going to lie, I don't know anything about these two, other than I think Pratt was at Andalek, uh previously. Well, tomorrow, was- tomorrow evening we've got um, one of my colleagues from Simply Serie A, who is a massive oh, Sampdoria yeah. fan. Um, okay. And he's an expert on the club. He's going to be joining me for a few minutes um, in the evening to discuss those two players, to get the lowdown on those two. Because... I mean, I watch a lot of Serie A, but I couldn't sit here and give you a really good profile of either of them, really. Um, yeah. I wouldn't do it justice. So uh, keep an eye out for that tomorrow as well. We'll have to, to know what we're getting into, yeah. Um, but I've, that, that's the sort of calibre players like, you know, Ganduzi's teammates from Lorient, I've seen they've been linked with as well. Um, we're not going to attract any players who are going to drastically come in and, you know, be an Abamyang or a Lacazette or a. You know, this, even players from Dortmund now. I mean, uh, Socrates hasn't impressed me this season. I'll be honest, either. I thought he would um, be a key to our defensive improvements, but he seems to have. You know, at times he's as bad as Mustafi, who gets a lot of stick. But I think Socrates has been very, very rash, very uh, ill-disciplined, especially like the Rem red card as well. Yeah. Um. So. And Mustafi gets a lot of stick, but the, the, I mean, uh, you look at left back as well. Monreal and Kalasenac are as useless as each other. So uh, there's a lot of players we need to get rid of before we can start even bringing in players. Um, but I don't know where that's going to start. So much work to be done, is it? I, I just want to quickly apologise to everyone who's watching on the YouTube feed at the moment because I'm blowing my nose. I'm sniffling. 
hay fever <laughs> i thought it was a fever but i think i've got a cold and i'm really struggling tonight so apologies if you hear the odd sniffle uh coming through on the audio i, I do apologize um would you sell a bamiyang would you sell jacka would you make of those stories uh the thing is with jacka is that we, we need it we do need a squad at the end of the day and i think like you said in midfield we do have a plethora of options but I mean, we need to get rid of El Nani before Xhaka, surely. I mean, we, El Nani can't stay another year. That, that that would be baffling. How we went, how we sold Wilshire and Cockerland before El Nani. Never mind Xhaka. So, I think uh, with Abamyang, it, it's difficult when we literally apparently have no money to spend, and then you get put eighty million pounds there, and then for a twenty-nine, thirty-year-old striker, you, you're tempted, but. The relationship he has with Lacazette, the popularity he has in the dressing room, um, I think he's quite a popular figure in terms of shirt sales and PR as well up there with Ozil. Um So, would selling him really be a benefit? I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. Um, I'll be honest. I would sell Özil if given the opportunity. I'm personally done with him. He's let me down too many occasions for me to want to back him anymore. But at the same time, he's not going to leave. I don't think he's leaving. I think we're stuck with him for two more years. Agreed. Agreed. So who, who's going to get his wages? So yeah. there's that. That's it. Exactly, mate. Exactly. Mate, thank you so much for joining me. And uh, cheers, mate. Love Pleasure. to have you on again sometime. All the best. Thanks, mate. All the best. Take care. Take care, mate. Another great call. We're having some fantastic calls this evening. Big thanks to everyone uh, who is participating. Uh, let's dial on to the next number. Uh, here we go. Got so many to get through once again. Um, really appreciate you guys' support. And like I said already, I love doing this show because I get to talk to you guys. And, you know, sometimes it feels a bit... Uh, it's hard to explain, but doing a podcast and sometimes when I do them on my own, which I do do quite often, it's a bit lonely because it feels like you've got no one to bounce off. You're kind of talking to yourself. So I, I love interacting with you guys. Hello. Welcome to the Chronicles of Aguna, mate. Introduce yourself and where are we speaking to you from? Oh, I'm Sam from Birmingham. Sam, welcome to the show, mate. Uh, first of all, how are you? Uh, very good. As, uh, how are you? Good. Yeah, I'm not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Got a bit of a cold. I keep moaning about it. I better stop now. Um, ah. What do you want to say on the Arsenal? You can talk about whatever you want, mate. The forum's yours. Uh, basically, the England game, um, yeah, uh, the difference between Arsenal and Tottenham. Uh, Tottenham player comes on the pitch and uh, we, we capitulate and England bottle the game. Had there been an Arsenal player, <laughs> come on. We'd have beat, beat uh, Holland, you understand? Like, um, I'll I tell you this now, I said it before. Aubameyang is nice, but then Harry Kane. Aubameyang makes an impact when he comes after the bench. Harry Kane doesn't really nothing. I don't see the point of that. But um, yeah, it was, it was laughable to watch. You know, just capitulate. Jadon Sancho, uh, like come, like come from, like from what I think. What I think England need to do now is send some of the stars to, um, to abroad. You look at Jadon Sancho, for example. He was the best player on the pitch today, in my opinion. England players go abroad, we'll develop more world-class players, they'll get into the national side of like there, and then we'll beat the England will go far in tournaments. We'll be favourites for, for some tournaments someday, but yeah. 
So, so you, uh, Sam, sorry, mate. You'd swap yeah. Aubameyang for Kane, would you? Given or you wouldn't. You'd keep Aubameyang over Kane. Yeah, I'd keep Aubameyang over Kane. Would you not say that? Um, how can I put this without coming across like a right? How would you? Let me think about this. Right. Would you not say that Aubameyang needs to do it in the Premier League for a few more seasons like Kane has before you can make that comparison? Uh, no, because Aubameyang has been in in the, uh, the, the French league and he's doing it in the Bundesliga. Okay. You know. Do you think and those you know, leagues are as strong? Yeah, of course. Because if you look at a part, like if you see him over the past few seasons, those leagues have had more... Um, uh, teams that are going further in the Champions League than we have, apart from this season um, and, and last season as well. Like, you know, you've had the Bundesliga, you've had uh, two German finalists in 2013, like Bayern in the semi final 2014, and um, yeah, uh, the, the French League. You know, PSG is the only, like, you know, PSG is obviously going to the biggest club there and Monaco, but then when you look at the talent that they've got and when they go out elsewhere, they, you know, they do a lot better. I mean, um, look at uh, Angola for example. Russ, uh, Russ has got a question in the chat. He says, yeah. Who's better, Aubameyang or Lacazette? Then that's a tough one, you know. Like, so I, then, are, you, are you saying Lacazette's better than Kane as well? Uh, yeah, yeah not, not because, not, not because I'm, last, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be biased, but if you look at Lacazette, he's got 13 goals. This season, and he's been a player of the season. He scored. He's he's a clutch player. He scores in, in vital moments, and he has zero penalties to his name. His stats make him look overrated, but if you look at what he's done, he's ended up. You know, he sacrificed his goal tally in order for for Aubameyang to do better. When he earned that penalty against Man United, right, I thought he'd take it. I was there, and he gave the ball to Aubameyang, said that you know, get your confidence up. You missed it last week. You can take it this week. They got a good bonding with each other, but I feel like it's the better player in my opinion. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm still. I mean, and it's, it's all opinion, of course. And I always say this, you know. Yeah. You have, I'm shocked that you think that Lacazette is is more effective than Kane. Kane got 17 goals this season in the Premier League, and he spent a long time out injured. Yeah, but if you look at Kane's goals, four of them are from penalties. Lacazette's zero from penalties. When uh, we were one 0 down to to Liverpool, Lacazette stepped up. When uh, Liverpool were uh, Beating when well, Liverpool were um, beating Spurs, which he stepped up to equalise. Wasn't Harry Kane? It was uh, Lucas Moura in the uh, Anfield. Uh, uh, Wembley it was someone else. I forgot. I think it was one goal. Uh, yeah. Okay, interesting stuff. What have you made of all the transfer rumours, mate? What 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 excites you? What what are you? Uh... Well, it's from what I can draw links and contrast to. I mean, from me, what I believe is these the. the uh, the links for a, uh, a a wide player, a wide forward. You know, we will sign a wide forward, but the question is, it all depends on age, experience, and uh, what we can get out of the of the player, and if that player is an instant upgrade on the team without sacrificing the younger talent that we could potentially get in. From my understanding, is that Yannick Carrasco, um, who's Atletico Madrid sister club at Delphi, yeah, I forgot the name properly, but um, he's there. He's, you know, he's young. He wants to come back. He wants to, you know, come back to Europe. He wants to play in the Premier League. Um, Arsenal, well suited to him. Arsenal are keen on him. Uh, will we get him? Get him? It's a maybe. Um, I think that's what it, one thing excites me. But also, uh, the links to Ryan Fraser as well does excite me because if we look at 
Liverpool, for example, and how they've recruited, I feel like we should look at that as a as an inspiration and as a go-to for when it comes to recruitment because they won the Champions League with smart recruitment. They just didn't go out there and find big names and bring them in. I mean, our biggest fault over the past few years is gone out and bought stars with big names and just bring them into the club and then and then you know they don't do well and then you know all of a sudden you know fans turn on them and then eventually we when we get rid of them we celebrate like we want or something. Um an example of that would be, you know, Scott, uh, Scott and Mustafi, you know, bought him for £35 million pound World Cup uh, winning defender. But from what Gary Neville said at his time at Valencia, he, he wasn't even worth £10 million, pounds, let alone £35. Um, also, you know, like with Liverpool, when they recruited, they bought players, they bought um, Robertson from Hull for what, £8 million pounds, and he's one of the best left backs in the league. Um, if you go and sign Ryan Fraser for what twenty million, I mean, I'm sure if Bournemouth get twenty million from a bid from us, they're going to turn around and they're going to take that cash. They're going to take it and we get Ryan Fraser as a player. He has the second highest assist in the um, in in the league last season. Um, instant upgrade in our midfield because we're lacking someone with his creativity. I mean, our midfield is, in my opinion, it's it's a bit dead and it's when because our midfield is is dead. It becomes harder for us to supply Aubameyang and Lacazette with good sufficient amount of chances for them to to score goals and to you know help push us forward. Okay. Um, yeah, and when it comes to other news that we've seen about the double bid for the two Sampdoria players, Sampdoria could potentially be our our feeder club. You know, Liverpool have Southampton as their feeder club. They could have Sampdoria as our feeder club. I mean, they've got a lot of talent with that uh, Joaquin Anderson and Dennis uh, Prayer. Uh, prayer and Terreira last season for Sampdoria, but we're an absolute pivot, a very good pivot. And if we bring Prayer here to Arsenal, he did have a trial for us back in 2014, and uh, he chose Andalek over us, I believe. Okay. Uh, them, them two together, they do well. Uh, centre back wise, being a tall, strong defender, someone that's like Van Dyke, but we can develop them to be a Van Dyke. So, Ahuaki uh, Manderson, six foot four, ball playing centre back. Yes, would do nicely, would do nicely. I feel like with us, you know, like I said, recruiting big names, big wages, and they're not fulfilling their potential has what, you know, got to us time and time again. And it's all about now looking at smart recruitment, looking at yep. young players, uh, players who are, you know, that in the next few years, that they'll, they'll, they'll be worth something. Because if you look at Gwendouzi, for example, £7 million from um, Lawrence, in, if he does, you know, play well and consistently develop there. I'm sure a club will come in and bid 60, 70 million from easily and would take that cash and invest that. That's what that's what we want to do now. Okay, great stuff. Sam, thank you so much for joining me, mate. And uh, we'll hope to speak to you again very soon. Okay, thank you. Thank All you. the best, mate. Thank you. That was Sam there. Um, another great caller. Lots of great callers uh, tonight. Um, big hello to everyone in the chat again. And to those listening, of course, later on on the podcast version, if you are in the chat, please hit that like button. Um, I can see that there are way more of you watching than there are likes on this video at the moment. And likes are really, really important in getting this video up the rankings. Um, as many of you will know that I've followed this podcast for a while, our main listenership comes from the audio, comes from the iTunes, the SoundCloud, etc. Um, and I'm working really, really hard to try and get this YouTube channel up where it needs to be as well. So any likes are appreciated because they do help in that department. Right. Let me get on to the next caller. Um, 
let's just dial this number literally got a list of numbers in front of me uh you guys numbers people that have registered an interest in being on the show um if you want to be on the show uh, i'm not going to take any more people this time because we've already run over the hour i'm going to get through all the calls that we've got um of course but for next time, all you need to do is DM us at Chronicles underscore AFC on Twitter with your name and number. If you are calling from abroad, we need your name and your Skype address. All right, let's dial up our next caller. Don't worry, if I've told you that you're going to be on, you are going to be on. Uh, but I'm not going to take any more uh, numbers down because we are running over. Good evening, mate. You're on the Chronicles of Aguna. What's your name and where are we talking to you from? Hi, Harry. I'm Colin. I'm calling from Epsom, mate. From Epsom, did you say? Epsom, yes. Is that in Surrey, Epsom? That is, yeah. Near Epsom Downs, yeah? That's it, mate. Yeah, I was just there the weekend, obviously losing money, obviously. <laughs> I, used to, I used to go and visit my grandparents in Sutton and they used to take me there all the time. That's how I knew. Yeah, my brother lives in Sutton. So, yeah, no, I've only really moved up here recently. So, no, I do love it around there. Yeah, it's a, it's a lovely area. It's a lovely area. Mate, uh, what do you want to say on the Arsenal? The forum is yours. Well, a few things that I was, a few things that I was combated with you during the season. I softened my stance on Emery being. Uh, the person to take us forward mainly because at the start of the season my main two things were are we going to challenge for top four and I wanted us to obviously go through that into either qualification for the Champions League via Europa or in top four and when we got to that stage I think it was Newcastle and the capitulation after that just I don't know it's just completely changed my mind on Emery you know what I mean because I mean at the end of the day he was left with the same squad Oh, really? Let's just, let's just think about it. His only real two signings were, I'd say, Leno. Socrates was already there before uh, before he already came in. So that, that decision was already made. And Torreira and Wendouzi were probably his only other two signings. And you think to yourself, the season before that, when Wenger was there, it's like sixth and fifth, the two seasons in a row. So I just wanted to see more, more of a defensive I don't know, more, just just more of a just more of pride in the team more than anything at the end of the day. Would you and would you say it, that I our football's that become come through? Would you say that Sorry, our football's on. become less entertaining under Emery? It has. And so then I mean you so then <laughs> you what? can say last season though, we only well, we only won what, two away games last season or three away games all season. I mean, was it entertaining last season, even when we were getting the slapped away to Liverpool in the final against City? It was I mean, yeah, it was more entertaining, but we needed a change at the end of the day, and we're seeing that transition now. No, but I agree with you. I agree with you that we needed a change. I agree with yeah. you that it's less entertaining this season. But the point I was going to make was, in the it, with it being less entertaining, mm -hmm. I expected that by being more pragmatic, we would improve defensively. And I was willing to accept the fact that we may not be as pleasing on the eye going forward if it meant yeah. that we tightened up a little bit defensively. But in my opinion, we've not improved defensively, and the football's not as good on the eye. What do you think about that? Yeah, no, definitely. No, and that's the thing that that's the thing that's that's it's just baffling to me because at the end of the, at the end of the day, because I thought that he was going to just take us forward in terms of uh, our training because we kept hearing that we weren't getting the proper training in defence or we weren't getting the proper training in the uh, in the training ground. And it, he came in with a manifesto saying that he knows what each player can do in each position and he's got this plan, this plan, and the other. 
And at the end of the day, when it came down to it, he kept playing a five at a back, even when we didn't, when we had one centre back uh, fit. He was playing, what was it? He was playing Zaka, Zaka at one stage at centre back. He was playing uh, Lichtsteiner uh, and um, Monreal uh, at one stage at centre back. And they're not centre backs. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, if, if he knows what he wants to implement and he knows that the players he's got, why did he change the formation? To suit his system, even though he knew that we didn't have to play to suit his system, and he's now and obviously he moved um, make the nulls again to right uh, right back. And at the end of the day, another thing I was uh, combating with against you was was against um, Holden and Bellerin because I thought but Holden obviously at the start of the season like, he came in and he was just he was the one player that was just winning headers in the air, could play out the back, this that and the other. And as soon as he got injured, he he was just like void of ideas of what to do with him. But at the end of the day, going forward again with with Holden and Bellerin and that, if he's going to stick with them, they've got to be more reliable. Because at the end of the day, you can't just rely on them for half a season. What's this now? The third season that Bellerin's been injured, uh, like for more than half of the season. It, 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 there's, there's just too many things that that Emery's done now that sort of changed my mind in whether he's the right person going forward. And the fact that we only gave him the two-year contract with the option of the year extension, I don't know. I I I. I that says to me that the club weren't entirely sure on him. That's what that says to me. Of the, course. The two-year contract with the option. Um, I mean, if, he's the, uh, when he, if he starts the season in charge of Arsenal, which is, uh, obviously he will, then I'll be right behind him and I'll be right behind the team, as I always am, every single week. I just don't... I mean, I put on the chat earlier on, I, I've been supporting Arsenal since I was seven years old. The first match I watched was the 1980 FA Cup final, which we lost. And been through an awful lot of, of seasons, but I think last season was one of the most disappointing I've ever had as an Arsenal fan. Because yeah. buying that player is still going to come good, like Mesut Ozil. Um, we've waited six years for him to come good, and he never has. So I'd rather spend a bit more and get a player that's proven within the Premier League at the right age, like Madison, yeah. broad, for someone else, only for him to never get to the pace of the Premier League and get home sick after 12 months. Yeah, no, some great points. Andrew, uh, going to have to leave it there, but thank you so much, mate, and uh, some great points as always. No problem. Cheers, Harry. Take care, mate. All the best. Bye-bye, mate. Bye-bye. Brilliant call from Andrew again. Andrew's a regular, uh, in case you didn't recognise his voice. Uh, let's go on to the next one. Uh, here we go. That's my chair squeaking, by the way. Nothing else, nothing funny. Good evening. Welcome to the Chronicles of Aguna, mate. Introduce yourself and where are we talking to you from? Hello. Good evening. It's Melvin. How you doing? From mate? Clay Hall. How you yeah, doing, not bro? too bad. Thanks. I'm fine. Thanks. Good, good. Uh, glad to see. Uh, sorry. You're right at the end. Glad to see you're still awake. <laughs> you leave the best till last, don't you, Harry? That's what you're trying to tell me. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> um, what do you want to say on the Arsenal, mate? What are your thoughts on, on the stories that have been doing the rounds this past week or so? Can't get too excited because we're buying every every season. We're buying every player. I think it's very important. Not only who we buy, but really who we sell. Yep. Because we'll, otherwise, if we have poor players in our squad, at some stage, we're going to play them. And that's what I don't want. But going back to the um, the manager, I don't think we'll have to wait till the end of the season. We'll see, A, what transfers come in and go, number one. and But more importantly, as important in my opinion, is the first eight games. 
if our manager hasn't worked out our formation and he's going to keep moving players around on selection in the first eight games, all right, take injuries out of it, then we know he hasn't learned anything in the last 12 months and that will be a worry for me. Yeah, agree. Agreed. And, and, and that has always been my main concern is that, you know, you're going to, as a football fan, they're going to be managers whose approach you don't like. They're going to, you're going to have managers who you don't completely agree with everything they do, but it's the lack of a plan. And the fact that we got to the end of the season without still knowing what our best team was, or even what our best system yes. was, that's a real concern. The only stamp you put on the team in the first six games, which I can look back on, was that we rolled it out from our goalkeeper. That was the only difference. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, from one manager to another, I thought we we're going to see a little bit different here. The style. The only, as I say, the only difference was was that. Other than that, there wasn't any difference really. And just very quickly, if we can get a player, there's one player I'd like to get. Young kid. I don't think we will get him because he's from, with another Premiership cl club. He's the right back of Crystal Palace. Juan Bissaka. He is uh, yeah. unbelievable. Fantastic. Not only is he good, he can go forward. He can get, but more importantly. He's the type of kid, I've seen him play a bit, he don't make mistakes. And we need defenders not to make mistakes. We haven't got that at the moment. Yep. No, I agree. What, what do you make of the people that stand there and, and slate the Cronkies? I'm not their biggest fan, but as I said earlier on in the show, I think that their biggest crime is the fact that they're, they're, not absent, uh, they're absent too much. And it seems like they don't really care. Um, Abi Oden Odelei in the chat has made a great point. He says... Kronk, everyone says Kronky hasn't spent money, but Aubameyang, Lacazette, Xhaka, Mustafi were all acquired recently. The issue's probably more poor acquisitions. Would you agree with that? 100%. I think, you know, we're all shouting about the, the owners, and I'm not happy with the owners for, for various reasons. And also, perhaps they could have put more money in. But we've got to, if I was, if this was a business, and you see how the, the our club has reacted to transfers the last four years, would you put your money in? No, absolutely not. <laughs> so, you know, with all fairness, that's it. I mean, with Liverpool, what they did, for example, they saw how the manager bought a couple of players, like the left-back Robertson, and they well, wait a minute, this guy knows what he's doing. We give him some more. Then they were lucky. They got a phenomenal amount of money for Coutinho. And they said, you know what, let's try at the manager. And it worked out. With, with, I'm not blaming this manager. So he hasn't really had a, a roll of the dice on transfers yet. But, if I, but the last five years, we have thrown money away, both ways, and what we've bought and what we've sold. And really, it, I can't blame the owners for that. Yes, going back a few years, had we spent a bit more, we wouldn't have, may not have been in the position we're in now. Yep. But you've got to look at the low, the just below the level of the owner, the um, Gazidis and people like that. That's He's right. got away scot-free, in my opinion. I'm yep. sorry. No, you're absolutely right, mate. You're absolutely right. There is a, there is a lot of people that need to answer um, for their, oh, I'm not going to say crimes, but mistakes at the end of the day. And uh you know, I totally well paid agree. as well for making those mistakes, Harry. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what do you make of Freddie Lumberg getting promoted? Are you happy with it? Um, where does this leave Steve Bold? Well, I think that well, I love Steve Bold as a player, but I think anything has got to be an improvement. You know, just to see somebody stand up when we score a goal might help. I don't know what he does on the training field. I'm not there. But he doesn't show emotion. You know, there's uh, well, we score or anything, and it just worries me just sitting there like a cardboard cutout. You know, he probably does a lot of work, and I'm being unfair, but it doesn't inspire you as a fan. And I know what Freddie's like, you know what he's like. He's a passionate guy, he doesn't take nonsense. And I think, yes, I think it, I'm happy with that. 
it may not be the answer, but I think it's a move in the right direction. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Totally agree. Melvin, uh, thank you so much, mate. I uh, really appreciate you coming on again and uh, hope to speak to you again in the very near future. Yeah, keep well, Harry. Thanks very much. Cheers, All the best. Mate. All the best. Bye-bye. Bye. Right, that was Melvin. Let's move on to the next caller. We've got more. Um, we've got more. Uh, let's keep going. Why not? I don't think anyone's uh, itching to go to bed just yet. I I'm okay. I don't mind uh, carrying on for a little bit longer. Let's hit the next call. Good evening, mate. Hello. You're on the Chronicles of Aguna, mate. What's your name? Where are we talking to you from? Uh, hi, I'm Charlie, um, and I'm from Surrey. Um, how are you, how are you doing, Harry? I'm all good, Charlie. Apologies, Charlie, because I know you put your number down earlier on and it's I completely right. missed it off my list. This, I do apologise. I'm trying to do the phone, the YouTube and everything all at the same time. And right. I, I, completely I, I, was, I was wondering if I'd missed it because it, it was meant to be like a while ago. But no worries yeah, no, it's my mistake, mate, and I apologise. In front of everyone on air, I apologise. It's my fault. That's all right. Don't <laughs> worry about it. What do you want to say, mate? Um, yeah, no, so um, I find it um, quite interesting about all these Shaka rumors. I have no idea if they're, um, if they're true or not, but um, I know I could get some stick for this, but I know the, um, the Arsenal fan base are extremely skilled in terms of what he offers, offers the team um, and uh, kind of the structure of the lineup. But no matter how poor what the mistakes he can make, sometimes he is. In my opinion, he is quite an integral part of the lineup um, in terms of building from the back. And whether you like it or not, when he's not playing, it's really obvious. Like we just our our style, our, our play, it just doesn't work properly. Um, and in my in my opinion, he's the only one that can do it really properly. Um, sort of, you know, build from the back, you know, the long range passes, and when he does it. Everyone loves it, but it's, I think it's just this consistency. Okay. What, what, what do you think about the other rumours regarding Aubameyang, regarding um, the players that we're linked with? Um, Aubameyang, I find it quite funny that um, just these, these these little things that came out and then the whole fan base was sort of like, meltdowns in, we should sell Aubameyang, we should sell him. In my opinion, if, if we want to be a top club, you don't you don't sell him no matter how like how bad the situation is i mean if it's really bad then of course you do it but i don't believe we're in that situation where we have to sell him and he scored he, he won the golden boot pretty much playing from the wing let's not forget so i'd love to, I, I would love to see him um i'd love to see him up front through the middle and i'd love to see him fully fit because in my opinion i don't believe he was fully fit through the whole season Okay, what um, makes you say that? What about the, his fitness? Yeah. Um. Well, he came. He came out. Uh, I think halfway through the season, he said, "I'm like you haven't seen the best of me." And from what I saw, because I watched the Bundesliga quite a lot when he was playing the Bundesliga, um, and he was, even though he was rapid, he looked a bit sluggish, like he wasn't quite at it. And I think towards the end of the season, especially against Valencia, he his fitness really got up and he just looked that little bit more sharp and it was he was he was like running in behind and he was um with the combinations and things like that so i think i think we haven't seen the best of a yet even though he won the golden boot okay. um so 
So I think I think for me it's a no brainer no brainer to keep him. And he he lo- he loves the club as well. You can tell, and he wants to do well. And I don't think we have many players that are completely like that. So um, yeah, for me for me he has to stay. And um, in regards to the transfer rumours, um, I read today about um, the Sampdoria pair, yeah. uh, Dennis Praye and um, Joachim Anderson. Don't know if I said that right. Yep, yep. Um, and I watched. I know you watch Serie A quite a lot, um, and I've watched them a fair bit. Um, Praye, he's he's a good player. Um, I don't know if he's better. Than- <laughs> and I'm calling from around the corner for me. Hey, there, still, you're right, mate. Yeah, good mate yourself. Not too bad, not too bad. Um, still, you're not an Arsenal fan. <laughs> what do you want to no. say about our club? Well, do you know what? It's it's interesting that um, I've just called up literally, or you just called me when you've discussed Granite Shaka because when Arsene Wenger signed him, two things sprung to mind. The first one was, I know that Wenger was a keen admirer of Michael Carrick's and... Um, I think he always wanted a, a ball-playing central midfielder. You tend to find that Wenger over the years has gone for that kind of player. He's gone for a ball-playing central midfielder and one that can win the ball. And I think that Granit Xhaka was signed on the basis that, A, he was a ball-playing central midfielder. He could play the ball left, right, backwards, forwards, whatever. And it leads me on to my second point, that he's a very aggressive kind of player, another kind of player that Wenger admired. Um, unfortunately, it hasn't worked out for him. I, I actually thought he was a decent player. He did very well in the Bundesliga, but... As we've seen, you know, many players have come to the Premier League from certain uh, top-level leagues and they haven't made it. Um, but to hear that he's been linked with a 50 million, is it 50 million pounds? The reports are 55 million euros, which would be about euros. Pounds, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can't see anyone purchasing him for that fee, especially after the, the performance he had yesterday. I'm not just basing that value on his performance yesterday, but he hasn't... 